everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Boardcast, episode number 236. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is a list of the books that we are looking forward to coming out November 12th, 2014. I like how you kind of drew that out. That's because I had to move I, I my tablet up, to see the date that I wrote down. It was a good November. It was like I was ringside. <laughs> and then we followed up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, it's part two of our October look back. We're going to be taking another look at more books that came out in the month of October. From over at Marvel Comics, we have Axis number one, Thor number one, Bucky Barnes number one. And then from, is it IDW that Connors came out from? I think it's or it- Image. Image did uh, witches. Was it? Yeah, it's image. It's uh, because I is for inheritance. Yes, right for goners. Yeah, for goners. Yeah. I believe so. Because they do the I is for something, you know, with image comics. Yeah. You know why we can never remember this? Probably all the drinking we do. And Probably. John and I are drinking a on again, off again beer, and uh, we're seeing if it is a on again beer this year with the Merrymaker. Uh, from Samuel Adams. This is their gingerbread stout. Used uh, to be the Merry Mischief which when was, it was good. Yeah, when we liked it because it was a milk stout. So when you say on again, off again, do you mean it's good on, again? On again, off again, and it's still off again? Still off again. Yeah. It's, I, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. There's like no, there's a little little hint of a gingerbread like on the sides of my tongue. If you like... It's a little teriyaki I I don't get a little teriyaki. I get it like on the back of my throat. I don't... I'm not getting that. Mm. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying I don't. I just don't. (coughs) I don't disagree that you you taste teriyaki. But uh, yeah, it's one of these beers where I know some people out there, I talk when I talk about beer, they're like, oh, you know what? I want to just have a nice sipping beer that I can just drink, and, you know, the flavors are there, and, you know, they're kind of mellow, and I taste them. I hate these beers that just hit me in the face, and, like, it just overpowers everything. But this is a beer for you. If you you like being a pansy, and don't like strong, deep, rich flavors, and just want something to sip on, and kind of, like, have to hint at, and really have to think about, and find those tastes... This is this is beer for you, and those people are going to say, yeah. If you have gutter palate that can't taste anything, you know, drink those huge beers that have to punch you in the face and shove you over with their flavors. Hmm. Yes, that's uh, the argument I have. With. For a nine percent beer, it you don't really get a lot of alcohol. You do get a little bit of a warming. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit of the warming in the chest from it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I this is something I could gulp down. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could notice because the flavor really doesn't cause me to slow <clears throat> or stop. Might have to see if I can find a bottle this year again just to retry it because no, it's not bad. But. It's not bad, but yeah, it's with. You know what though? There's not much. You know, other than Dark of the Moon, there's not much out there that I would be like, oh, I'd rather have this for that <laughs> yeah, cinnamon that, ginger kind of beer. Dark of the Moon, I would definitely be like, you should have that all the time. Mm-hmm. Through the through the holiday season. Nice. Uh, Chris, are you drinking anything? Uh, I am. Uh, what I'm drinking tonight is one for my birthday. Uh, John, you got me this one. This is the Nine Pin Ginger. Uh, this is from Nine Pin uh, Ciders. 
Uh, this is 6.7% ABV. And when you take your first sip, you're like, oh, this is a nice cider. And then you get just that nice ginger heat that kind of wells up from your belly Ooh. and travels up the esophagus. It is <laughs> a fantastic ginger taste that I'm not e- like I'd even pour myself a glass. I'm just drinking it straight out of the, the, the big bottle. And it's just heaven. Nice. Just like another sip and mm, there it is. Because when you were talking about that warming sensation from the uh, little bit of like that alcohol burn, I was getting the same thing from my cider. But it's all just it's all natural, baby. <laughs> um, I'd be looking to try more from uh, Nine Pin Ciders. Cause this is very very good. Nice. I'll, it's from one hundred percent fresh pressed New York apples, ginger, sugar. Uh, I found them over at uh, Premiere, so I'll try to get over there and maybe grab a couple more. Yeah. Uh, have you had this one? No. No. Uh, I, uh, if you can find it, crack that open because it's, uh, it's nice. And then after you get like that ginger, it kind of fades away into like just a nice apple. Yeah, my goal for you for when you came back was to get you beers that I knew that you couldn't get. So I was like, oh, a new New York cider. Mm-hmm. Ginger. Well, Cider. That's all that I could not get, but I'm glad I did, so thank you. I'm going to be picking You're up welcome. beer, and I wonder if any of you guys tried it. And by you guys, I mean us on the podcast and also listeners. You can uh, write us in at contact.bavenboardcast.com. Mill Street Brewing, it's out of, uh, I believe, the UK. We the, the import finally came into New York uh, of their lemon tea. They uh, Mill oh, Street that like everything you would like, is a Canadian brewery. Is it Canadian? Okay. Um, they're up on Mill Street in the oh. the Mill District. Well, they come in the you know the the drop cans, and I'm like, yeah. and they're doing like English style beers. Um, they weren't bad, but I, when I went there, mm-hmm. um, they weren't great. Oh, it's so. a place where um, the guy never brought me my change back, and he kept like a twenty dollar <laughs> tip, so he stole the glasses. Oh, <laughs> oh! He stole the glasses. Okay. Yeah, but uh, lemon, their lemon uh, tea beer not worth it, or is it just a grudge now that he stole a um, twenty dollar tip? Th- nothing really stood out there. Okay. Um, but I, and a lemon tea beer like that, I would imagine is like a summer beer from them, mm-hmm. so that might be of sitting there for a while. Yeah, mm. it's in the drought cans. I don't know. No, yeah. hey, check it out. Try it. Well, I, I you know uh, why I was hesitant because I was paying the import prices, so mm. I'm like, oh, it has to be from the UK. Yeah, because at that price, it was like 10.99 for a four pack or the drop cans, and I'm like, ugh, because no. Guinness is 8.99 normally for a four pack. Yeah, yeah. I'd That's say ridiculous. don't do it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I'm that, wondering. Put that money towards something better, Paul. Exactly. Because there is better out there. There is. You know, and you know how we know that? Because we're always checking the what's news? new and what's new with the news this week, guys. And Segway. hi, guys. I mean, Segway. I mean, Chris. Yes, I'm Chris. John has nothing for the news. He had nothing, really. Nothing that I knew that we wouldn't talk about. Like the. Well, he just found a new mole on his penis, that's all. <laughs> the only news John has. What? What? Well, that was weird. <laughs> You're the one that told me you can play connect the dots with your belly, <laughs> with all the moles on your on your underside there, sir. <laughs> I don't. No, it's I true. I don't even listeners. know how to justify the bullshit that you're spewing. Uh, you don't, I need don't to even justify know it. how to like 
jump but into it was how, how do you, how do you segue you through like, that it was speaking of conversation mul- speaking of mulls here's the next news segment up, we got the Segway. Uh, the official title for the new star wars movie coming out <laughs> wow yeah. What the? Uh, I, you know what? We we kind of fell asleep there with that. T- what we were talking about. Um, perhaps you can awaken us with this title. Yes, because the uh, official title for <laughs> episode seven is "The Force Awakens." Oh and wow! Strangely enough, uh, episode seven is not a part of the actual title. Just like we had with um, you know Star Wars and New- Empire Strikes Back, it's probably going to be part of the opening text crawl, but. Unlike we had with the uh, episode one, two, and three, this is not like a subtitle. It's just Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, that's mm. good though, because that harkens back to the original trilogy. Like you said, it's Star Wars: A New Hope, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Episodes one, two, and three were, you know, I, I have to full say, of moles. Full of moles. They are full of moles. Lightsaber um, battles were fun. <laughs> But just not as emotionally, you know, fulfilling as the original movies. <clears throat> no. Yeah, and like principal photography on this wrapped last week, uh, so we're finding out a little bit more about it here and there. And supposedly, uh, the buzz is that there's already a teaser trailer for this finished, and it's ready to go. And uh, we should be seeing it sometime within the next month. Do you think they're holding off on showing it until they find out who the leaker was for the Age of Ultron video? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they're doing that whole big investigation mm-hmm. for it, but yeah. if it's if they're going to hold on to it until it leaks, they might as well just release it, because why wait for this one to leak, then? No. Well, they're trying to find the leaker before they like kind of maybe make the finishing touches and actually, you know, show it internally. Maybe, you know, they're holding off on getting it completely ready to go. I don't know. He said it was completely ready to go. That's that's the rumor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know what's Paul, what do you got? BlizzCon was this week, or is going on can, right now. I, I, I don't know how long it goes to. But uh, we got some fun news from Blizzard. And I know, John, are you ready for this? Yes, 150 new cards are coming to Hearthstone, and the next and their expansion called Goblins versus Goblins. No, <laughs> Goblins gnomes. versus Gnomes. Oh, and it's going to be They're all different. Of, yep, all about tinkering, all about uh, tinkering, engineering, all about engineering, bots, bots. And craziness and craziness. inventions. Inventions. Be, it looks like it's so much fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. Did you get I that know, I just message? I started playing Hearthstone um, the other day. Like I downloaded it, so I'm still going through trying to unlock all the decks. Mm-hmm. So the um, single player stuff, yeah. Yeah, I've got like one more to unlock, and then I'm going to start messing around with those to see which one I like best. Um, Did you guys? It's a very, it's a pretty basic game. Like I expected a little bit more, like mechanics wise, from it, but there's really not too much. Uh, when you start getting the different cards, you, you start to see how they all kind of can interact, and, you know, you, you can really do, start doing some interesting combos hmm. and everything. So once you get past that single player and you start playing real-life people, you can kind of be like, oh, that was a genius move. I see what you did there. Bully on you, sir. Yeah, because right now it's more a game of just, like, that back and forth, like, who can get the minions out faster to kill the other minions and then just like eat through their opponent's life. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it's there'll be different races going on with, you know, like card counts, you know, really come into play in mid game and whether or not, you know, if you were doing a short game, 
just doing the quick minion hits and stuff like that. You, you'll see all the strategies that kind of go through once you get into them more. When you get, uh, once you get into the short games. Well, the long game. <laughs> long game. I know, I'm, it's, it's a nice way to kill like five, ten minutes, though, just to, like play a match or something. Yeah. Like. And that's what I love about it. It's a <coughs> quick hit kind of game, and you can jump on. And if I know a uh, listener... Uh, Will Mathis. Will Mathis asked us uh, what my screen name was so he could jump on and friend me on it. It's uh, just McGowan PW, just like everything else I'm on on the internet. So, nice. McGowan um, PW. Mine's, I thought you weren't allowed to say uh, that. Zeroy2814. Uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting the ropes of it, though, so I probably won't be too active on there yet. <laughs> uh, so I'm and I don't do it, guys, so sorry. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, if you like magic, it's... A more simplified version of that. Yeah, because you don't have the mana uh, kind of stuff going on. Unless you play the Shaman, and then... Is there... You said... Was it last week you said it's going to be coming out for, like, uh, Google and iTunes? tablets. Yeah, the tablets for... It's already out, I believe, for iPads. And uh, it will be coming out for the Android devices. And in the future... Security guards will be playing it while crazy battles are going on, right, Chris? Yes, because also at BlizzCon we got a sneak peek at the very first new IP announced by Blizzard in 12 years. This is Overwatch. This is their brand new uh, team-based shooter, which looks like it's a lot of fun. It looks frantic, and it's a class-based shooter, so uh, fans of MOBAs will probably recognize some of the powers invested in What's a MOBA? Uh, that would be a, you know, the Defensive of the Ages? Or a... Uh, uh, League of Legends? League of Legends? Uh, Dota? Lord of the Rings, like... Uh, what does this questioning look mean to you, Paul? <laughs> you have no idea? <laughs> MOBA stands for uh, like Multiplayer Online Battle Arena Game, where mm. basically okay. you're playing on a team, and each person on your team has like a different hero or... Okay, no, it's kind of like I, what real time like, strategies have turned into, like the the Team Fortress, right? That was kind of a that like that. Um, no, didn't everyone have different powers? That was the first play. Yeah, but yeah, that did have powers, and it was a capture the flag for Team Fortress. So it's like uh, that, but but the different. PC has the Infinite Crisis game out right now, where you can pick like the different characters from across the multiverse mm-hmm. to play as. Like, where you team- can be like Wonder Woman, like who's steampunk, or like Vampire Batman. And each character has different powers and abilities that you're playing against a team of mm-hmm. opponents who also have crazy. Where Team Fortress was, they like you know kind of set with their powers, like oh he's a medic, he's a spy. This has like almost hero class like kind of powers that are even farther beyond just like a shooter kind of thing, where okay. they're able to do like extreme combo moves. Okay, I get it, and stuff like that. So <laughs> if I didn't know. There's got to be a listener that was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, that's true. It's good that you question. Yeah. For everybody's sake. Yeah, I thought so. I do that a lot, too. <laughs> but I don't actually know a lot. Back on topic. Let's right. go. But back on topic. So they started off by releasing a, it's like a 10-minute long cinematic trailer mm-hmm. for it. And this is kind of what we were getting into at the beginning of the show before we started recording. I just wanted that to be a movie, because I was really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it's about these two kids. Uh, one's a young kid, maybe eight, and the other one's probably, like, maybe 13. You know, older brother, younger brother. And they're going through this museum of the old, you know, that is showcasing Overwatch, which was this uh, multi-national G.I. Joe kind of thing. 
uh, protectors of the of the world that were battling these super crazy powerful, I guess, enemies at one point. Yeah, they, they don't give you too much about it, but you don't need it just because yeah. you know they're they're good guys and they all have crazy weapons and mm-hmm. abilities. And uh, the little kids running around and be like, "Oh my goodness, you know she was my favorite." She'd be like, "Don't worry, Calvary's here." And then they go to the next exhibit, and he's and then the little kid was like, "Oh no, this guy was my favorite." Pow, pow, pow. And the older brother's kind of like, "Yeah, you know what? It's all kind of lame. They, you know, they haven't been around for years." And then suddenly, boom, crash. Uh, the villains are in the museum to steal some awesome tech that's being showcased in there, and not very well guarded. And. Uh, you kind of see the fight kind of take place and kind of see so you know what kind of action would be take would be happening inside of the video game that you will be playing. And by you, I mean me and everybody else that loves anything Blizzard does. I don't like I'm not a big shooting game fan at all, but this is just like that crazy bright frantic style of gameplay um like you equated it to Team Fortress. When I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is Reminds me a lot of uh, Gotham City Imposters too, because mm-hmm. um, it's just like people like jumping around, flying around levels, shooting crazy guns at people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, John, I think this is like the shooting game that's kind of up your alley. I'll have to uh, check out uh, the video you guys are talking about. Did you like? Yeah, check uh, out, Star check out Wars the trailer, Battle and then um, they have yeah. character videos too that kind of outweigh like each character because almost like Borderlands, everyone has like a different class and abilities that come along with All right. it. Alright, so I w- what is this game called? Overwatch. Overwatch, so I'm going to look up... You remember how cool it was when you got to play a hero in Battlefield? Yep. It's yep. basically like that, yeah, but you don't need to go on a kill streak first. You ah, just cool. are one of those heroes. Because it's awesome. Uh, and I don't know, It just this whole trailer just seemed like it had a lot of heart to it, especially with the little kid, and I thought the older kid, when he put on the gauntlet... I'm like, oh, he's totally going to be drafted and is going to become the next hero. <laughs> like, who's he going to become? He's going to totally run away with the Overwatch and be part of Overwatch now. And we're going to see him go to the secret base. And this this thing, this 10-minute trailer is going to go on forever. <laughs> Maybe if it was a movie. I, like, that's what I thought. I'm like, I, because I didn't see the runtime, I'm like, man, this is, this is really long. And it's getting really detailed. And this is going to be a lot of fun when he goes to the secret base. Secret base. And- and it doesn't happen. It, he just puts on the gauntlet, and then uh, it gets put back on the shelf, and you know the battle continues elsewhere outside of the museum. Hmm. But Blizzard's been working on this for a while, and, and while they didn't have a release date or anything for it, uh, the game director did say this will be coming up sooner than you think. Um, yeah, the they're cool already out of the ashes of Titan, which was never officially announced or anything told to us about it. <laughs> um, hey, surprise game that nobody saw coming. And uh, you can guarantee that they figured out how to make it fun, because otherwise they would not release it. Yeah. Rest in peace, Titan. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Star Wars Ghost. Star Wars Ghost. Or, or Starcraft Ghost. Star- yeah, Starcraft and, Ghost. And uh, what was it? World of Warcraft Adventures. Hmm. No, but they are still working on their own MOBA game, too. Um, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, that's in beta, that's and in it's going to be yeah. released soon. I think... I'm, I. I have to imagine they announced a uh, release date for that. But uh, oh, that's a cool sword, Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about this now, John? No. Wanna... Okay. This is a cool sword. I don't know what it is. 
Well, I'll explain the sword to you later. It also came out of BlizzCon. Oh. Oh, is this anything to do with the World of Warcraft movie? Yeah, it, it is their poster, their teaser poster for uh, Warcraft in theaters, March 2000, or, or 2016. Uh, this is the cool sword. It's a lion head sword uh, that's, that's uh, for the Alliance. And then you got the Warhammer. I'm guessing that's the Doomhammer. Mm. Yeah, fight, it's a for doom the, hammer. fight for the horde. And they also announced uh, people that will be in the movie, uh, none of whom I recognize because I oh, am horrible at knowing that stuff. Only name I recognize is uh, Dominic Cooper. Um, He'll be no. playing the uh, King Lelaine uh, of the Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Paula Patton. You got Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Who's Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown. Why don't you get on the mic and tell I, us? I, well, Clancy Brown, uh, known for many things, uh, voice of Lex Luthor. Um, he was uh, Brother Justin on um, Carnival. Uh, tons and tons of movies and voice work. Uh, Travis Fimmel? That don't know who it is. Uh, Toby Kebble? No. Daniel <laughs> Wu? No. Ruth Naga? Uh, and Ben uh, Schneitzer? No, else. He's got nobody else on that. I do imagine that Clancy Brown is going to be a bad guy, though. Uh, he plays Blackhand the Destroyer, one of the most <laughs> feared and titanic war chiefs among the orcs. Mm, I bet he's just doing voice work. I don't know, like, or, all or the uh, character stuff that they showed off for, like, the teaser posters and everything, it looks cool. Um... I'm a fan of World of Warcraft. I played the original Warcrafts and... Orcs versus humans? Or uh, humans versus humans. Like, I never played Warcraft 3, but I don't know how much of this movie is actually going to be based off of that lore. Um, some of the uh, character names and stuff did sound pretty familiar, but there's so many novels and comics, and just there's such depth to this franchise that I don't know about. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, playing Hearthstone and everything that came out of... Uh, BlizzCon's kind of got me itching to play WoW again, especially with Warlords of Draenor. Yeah, coming out, uh, or came out this week, or is coming out next week. I forget yeah, when it's week. coming out. By the time this is posted, I think it'll be up. Oh, okay. Bum, bum, might bum, be the bum, week bum. after that, I'm not sure. Now it's my job to get this out before that comes out. <laughs> I'm pretty, oh, I'm no, pretty no, sure no, it's no. actually next week now that I'm looking at the dates. Okay. Normally I have an ad on Skype telling me when that release date is. But uh, right now, no ad on Skype. Weird. Hey, it's okay. Uh, but you know what? I was looking through ads recently for which comic books were coming out. Oh, that ties into our second topic, the list. Oh, yes, the list. So, uh, John, what book are you looking forward that Chris is picking up? Um, ah, I, to me. I get to go first. I thought I get to guess. In your face. Oh, you is might it, be able to guess. Well, it. you were it reaching. Bad? You were reaching for your uh, tablet when I was trying to throw it to you, so that's why I quickly threw it over to Chris instead. Well, I'll, I'll uh, give you a hint. It's it, one of our favorite books. Is it Batman? It no. Uh oh. It hasn't come out in a couple months. Ooh. Is it Saga? It's Hawkeye. It is Hawkeye. Hawkeye number twenty-one by Matt Fraction and Annie Wu. This is uh, part one of the arc they're calling the finale. Hmm. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm sad to see Hawkeye wrap up, but I'm you know, excited for what's on the horizon. Yeah, Jeff Lemire taking over. 
Well, I was talking about hearing what book Paul wanted, but yeah, I mean, Jeff Lemire taking over on Hawkeye is good too, I guess. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to a book that was recently canceled, and that is uh, X Factor, She Hulk, number ten. It's going to be wrapping up with issue twelve, and that's the final like twelve issue arc that they had that uh, Charles Soleil or Charles Soul had planned, anyways. And this is uh, wrapping up the story arc that's being told right now with uh, Captain America, who didn't precisely kill somebody. But he's being blamed. His actions directly affect, uh, led to the death of somebody. Manslaughter. And, and uh, Sergeant Manslaughter. <laughs> and uh, he hires She-Hulk to be his defense, to be his a defense attorney, and and uh, demands that Matt Murdock be the prosecutor. Mm. And he said to Matt Murdock. Don't pull any punches because I'm Captain America. And when Captain America, old man Captain America, tells you to do something, can you be like, I want something. this guy to prosecute me? Can you do that? He's a DA. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Right? He's a DA, so he's like, Matt, you can't step away from this case. It's, oh, okay. You know, because he's a district attorney. You know, he's a district attorney, right? In San Francisco? Yeah, I don't know why it's happening there, but yes, he's the prosecutor. I don't know. I'm bringing why. my New York lawyer over here. Take care of this. Become a southern life tycoon. I'm gonna. <laughs> I say, I say. Ah, I ain't got nothing. But Jennifer Walters is also in San Francisco. <laughs> remember? Is she not? Yeah. Old man Cap. Old man Cap. Who would have known? Yeah. Makes total sense. So. Kinda... You're gonna love my thirteen original spices. When you become old, <laughs> and your name, your first name is Captain, you, you become a southern gentleman. Captain. I have some sweet tea. <laughs> And some fried catfish. I'm gonna wrestle a guy. I don't like catfish, really. I'm sorry. I hate catfish. It's a bottom feeder. I don't like. I don't. I used to catch it down south. You know, when I was my grandfather. You also caught Lyme disease. <laughs> yes, I also <laughs> caught Lyme disease. But that's because they. <laughs> what about all those moles on your dick? You caught those too, right? <laughs> no, that's your. Oh, those I. Keep... Yeah, it's weird when somebody says that about you, right? Yeah, you know what's also weird? When people say stuff about you, almost everything you've ever said about me on the podcast, so... <laughs> Isn't that true? What what kind of bag do I have in this room? I don't know, what kind of bag? Oh, a bag full of dildos? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't, that we have. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? It's funny. <laughs> So it's the connected dots got, uh, <laughs> thing you got going on in your penis. Thank you. It actually makes the state of Idaho. Paul, what? Oh, no, it's the uh, Gemini oh. from the stars. Paul, what book are you looking forward to John having on his penis? <laughs> uh, there, there's no, see, there's no way to move over. No, no. There's no way around John's penis. I forgot all about your bag of dildos. You can't throw you them out. Threw that in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to a new number one from Image Comics. Uh, and this is Drifter by Ivan Brandon and art by Nick Klein. And uh, the Earth overpopula- overpopulized, so they've begun to branch out. Colonize? Colonize? Yeah. <laughs> colonize? Colonize, thank you. You had trouble with it too, right? No, no, I was making fun of you, so oh. I just kept on throwing out other words. Oh, you're a dick. Yeah, I was being a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do it every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every, oh. like, fifth episode, I get punchy like this, and then suddenly I'm a jerk. That's no, fine, Paul. 
I can take it. Okay, I'm just good. giving you I giving you stuff right back. Okay, good. And uh <laughs> So what book are you looking for? It's called Drifter. Drifter. Drifter number one. They're colonizing. Colonizing out in the planets. This guy crashes on a bleak backwater, no law planet, and has to find a way to survive here. Are they terraforming other planets in our solar system, or are they going to other solar systems? It doesn't say. Okay. But they're strip mining these planets. Mm. And uh, this guy lands there, and he's in a world trouble, and it's his story of trying to So these are... Live. Space cowboys, basically. Maybe uh, they're do, space drifters. Does God does God hate them? Um, I'm not sure. They're not astronauts. They are drift space drifters. Space drifters. Drifter. But they are they are terraforming. Yeah, they're For, doing they're doing something. They're mining, strip mining, strip mining, strip mining. with a good old TNT. A little TNT. You know, you don't want that black. You, you got You don't want that black lung. You don't want the black lung. But you might want to try this Imperial uh, stout that we have from Lagunitas. I was going to say, it'd be good if he had a black IPA, but I guess that's... We have uh, a new limited release from uh, one of my favorites, Lagunitas. Out of Pentaluma, California. Um, This is a Imperial stout, 9.9%. Woo, I picked up big boys tonight. (laughs) Um, What also is probably great about this is it was probably what? Four ninety nine. Yes, it was four ninety nine. I'm like, yep. Is it, is it a bomber size bottle? It is yep. a bomber. Nice. Uh, and you can't go wrong. They put out these limited releases um, every every season. They got a couple different ones that they put out, and you you can't go wrong for the price and the alcohol content. Yeah, this is uh, twice as good as the Merry Maker and half the price. That's really nice. Then. This is a nice Imperial Stout. Nothing like. Too crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Nice mouthfeel. Nice little chocolate. Like, mm-hmm. on the back of the tongue, just a little, a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, a little hint, cocoa nips. A little coffee. Um, not, a st- a full mouth, yeah, not a full mouthfeel, but a very smooth. Very smooth. And nowhere are you like, oh, this is almost 10%. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that gives that away. Um, and you can't, you can't go wrong for $4.99. You know, yeah. For $4.99, it's great. <coughs> it's... It's not my favorite of the uh, of the stouts out there. You know, I like a bigger mouthfeel, something that will load my mouth with that uh, that rich, stouty goodness. This on the aftertaste, after you've drank it, it's like lingers and it kind of that alcohol kind of dances a on little, the tongue. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it dances mm. on the tongue there. Uh, on, but not on. It doesn't have the dragon breath. Quality no dragon breath. The, you just get like the taste end. of alcohol. It's not burning down my esophagus. It's just like. Literally is dancing on my tongue. That up. Yeah, it's nice. What was this? What was this one called? It's just Lagunitas Imperial Stout. Um, It's kind of like they um, we had a couple months ago the Imperial Red from them. Um, Because I can I can find Lagunitas stuff at like the gourmet store around the corner. And I highly recommend to anyone listening, uh, Hop Stupid, another four ninety nine bomber bottle. Yeah, I haven't had that in a while. Uh, Since that one time you bought it again, because you're like, I haven't had it in a while. I know. It's such a good, it's such a good IPA. Is it a double IPA or just It is a a double. Mm. Double or probably an Imperial. Mm. But delicious. That's kind of like the the IPA and stouts. That's kind of like the antithesis. It's kind of like the flip side of the axis of, of, of those. Which is a comic book we read. And we'll be talking about... Chris, do you have a beer? 
Um, no, I'm just drinking the cider because i got to head out in a little while. Okay. Um, but we got a dramatic reading. we got a dramatic reading. That would come before Axis. I know. I, I wasn't skipping right to Axis. It sounded like you were going to jump you into were, Axis. You were jumping right into the main I topic. Was, I was saying that's going to be in our main topic, but first. <laughs> but first, we got two other things we got to do. I knew Chris wasn't drinking anything else. Well, we have this, and then we have a, a new uh, iTunes review. Oh, we do. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Thanks, John. No problem. That's why you're here, to keep me on, to bust my chops and keep me on track. That's right. And But we have a dramatic reading from American Barbarian, page five, panel three. The Star Sword? And that was a dramatic reading of American Barbarian. Page five, panel three. I don't know who's supposed to be saying that because there's nobody on the page. (laughs) The pregnant pause is there, really. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) But uh, some listeners have said, you know what? I'm not interested in reading comics at all. Don't worry. Eventually, if we do enough of these, you'll be able to super edit, super cut them to all these dramatic readings together, and we'll write you a comic book. At least one. Right? We should, we should probably do that for we like do our that. Uh, Christmas special this year. <laughs> just su- just super cut a bunch of them and just try to make sense of a no, story? Just, just read a comic book. <laughs> One of those like holiday specials. Well, I would think it would just we, we would do our favorite, which is Detective Comics number six something. Yeah, but there's like only two characters in that. Yeah, it's fine. There's three, there's three of us. Three of us. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I don't Paul's need to... cutting himself out of it. I, I can I cut my... I'll, be, I'll do the narrator. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. Oh, you can do all the sound effects. I could do all the You love effects. doing the sound effects. I love it. But you know what he loves more than doing the sound effects? Is it rates and reviews over on iTunes? Oh, he jumped up. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> he, right now. It looked like somebody surprised and tickled him. <laughs> uh, this is brought uh, brought to us by Orion is Bootalicious, which, <laughs> strangely enough... Bootylicious, when it was first coined by uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. It was a bad thing. You did not... It you meant, did not want to be Bootylicious. No, it, because it meant you tasted like ass. Oh. But now, Beyonce made it a positive thing. She she took Be- it... Beyonce makes everything positive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And this is... Uh, it's entitled, Keep Calm and Listen to the Bag and Board ca- Podcast. Ah. Beer, comics, and friends. What a great combination. They set the table every week and never disappoint <laughs> with content and hilarity. I greatly enjoy having the Bagnum Boardcast along on a car ride to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to them! Exclamation point. Hmm. Hey, that was a pretty good review. That was a really that nice was a review. Good review. That, uh, How many stars, though? Didn't make fun of me. That is a five-star review. <laughs> five <laughs> stars. Boom, boom. Are, are, is anybody here... On the podcast, sleeping with the person that rated and reviewed us. Uh, I am raising my hand. Ah, uh, that's why. It's a good review, though. You know why she said Ryan is bootylicious? That's a constellation that's actually on your penis, <laughs> isn't it? You were saying it was Gemini, but it's been Orion. It's been Orion. And if, it forms if, a belt if around I had, your penis. If I had known I, that you, what you wrote, I would have tied that in. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Hey, uh, so we're reviewing uh, A vs. X? <laughs> Not A versus X. It's Avengers X-Men is, is <clears throat> Axis, which is Avengers A-X-A-X. You just, you know, flipped upside down on the second 
for the second A and X. And this is basically, hey, remember the 90s, guys? Uh, vaguely. And remember all the crazy kind of over uh, overarching stories that we did with the X-Men back then? Like with Onslaught? Guess what? It's back again. It's back again. Yeah, remember how people started to hate that stuff and they stopped reading comic books? Hey, but this is what, you know, we, we're into the time period now where the, those, uh... The people that read those comic books are now writing the comic books, it seems, and, uh, you know, with the new 52, and we're seeing it o- even over at Marvel with uh, Axis. And this is uh, the story of the Red Skull taking over the cognitive powers of uh, Professor, Professor Xavier. X. And how and- did he do that? Yeah, well, because the thing is, like, when you're How going through and you're like, uh, you start reading this, all the stuff in, like, the previous one is from, like, the big, like, crossovers, like, Avengers versus X-Men. So it makes sense, but I don't know what happened with Red Skull that he got Charles Xavier's brain power. Oh, uh, you know what happened? Plot MacGuffins. You know, just just plot MacGuffins. You know, it happens. It's comic books. Don't worry too much about it. Just uh, <clears throat> sit back and enjoy the uh, crazy uh, mind F of a ride. And even has Arab coming back. Arab. Ahab. Yeah. <laughs> where is your mind? That's uh, all. <laughs> you don't want to know where my mind is. It's been taken over by the Red Skull. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this features uh, the Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm. The Avengers... Uh, X-Men, and then just uh, some other people like Nomad, Medusa, Nova, Iron Fist, Invisible Woman. She's got to be thrown in there, right? Well, yeah, she's on every panel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see her, though. Because she's, she's invisible. I should see a little dotted outline yeah. of her, though. But she doesn't show up in this issue at all, I don't think. Uh, I think she's shown at the end when they're all jumping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, basically trying to undo the status quo that has been happening in the Marvel books, which is that the Avengers and X-Men have teamed up together, basically, with the Uncanny Avengers. Uh, this is showing a world where, nope, you are still feared and hated by everybody, even the team that you work with, uh, X-Men, and this is going to slowly all fall apart around you. And the Red Skull is trying to rewrite the world and actually use and at one point use uh, Wanda to help him with her you know almost M-Day kind of scenario and that almost works and it's I don't know it's it's a big action blow up 90s crossover kind of you know book I don't know if I, I, I I'm at any point enjoying it but it's just zany um, over the top it's all. a little it's, over the top. It's so over the top. And just it's like... Just, I, it's distracting. The the first part with the Avengers and everybody is everybody has a quip. Everybody mm-hmm. is quipping. And then it's a whole team to take down a character that they've let overgrow the city, but then defeat in like two seconds. Well, yeah, well everyone else distracted. is fighting. One guy's just like, zap, I got him, guys. Yeah, because they were all distracted because of the mind wave, the psychic mind blast. Still, the whole team's going in there, and then it's like, snap your fingers and you defeat the guy. Plot MacGuffin. Plant Man. Um, So, like, yeah, all those quips in the beginning. The only thing that I took out of this that was cool is I knew that Thor lost his powers, and then you have, like, Thor, just the Thor with the axe that we Mm -hmm. saw from um, God of Thunder. Like, the Mm -hmm. pre... 
Thor with the Thor. Yeah. Uh, that was the only thing that I really thought was really fun out of this book was seeing that. Um, which then, when you read Thor, you get to see that. Well, you also see uh, Falcon American. Yeah, but I didn't care about that. You didn't? Yeah, I, there's. I thought yeah, it was an him, interesting. But he doesn't do anything. There's nothing. He just calls out orders. Yeah, and yeah. it's that interesting dynamic where it, he's Captain America, but there's some people that still don't feel him as Captain America, even though he's been in the thick of it alongside. You know, Steve Rogers, like, for the longest time now. And it's that kind of interesting dynamic of stepping into a role in a team without earning that spot yet. Which I thought was interesting. And then you have the summer complex at the very end. Yeah. And I did like, I mean, just fun because he's a character that I haven't seen since the 90s when Ahab showed up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Ahab. Yeah. I didn't know he was still around. And he's still just trying to kill the Summers kids just because. Yeah, he's, and they're what he's, and they uh, still hate each other. But Scott's like, I still love you, my brother Alex. I don't plan on reading any more of these. Paul, do you? No, Paul. I hope you didn't buy any more of them. I think I bought the second issue. <laughs> and I, I found Invisible Woman. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. Nobody cares. She's there though. She's there. She's there. She's visible. I don't know. Um, Oh, and then it's... and then the the Sentinels, the Stark Sentinels. Oh, this is that why was... we hate and distrust Tony Stark yeah. in the comics. And that's probably why after this he'll be, you know, the dark Tony Stark. The dark Tony Stark that moves wearing to the LA. White, that wears the white suit. Sounds like they're all moving to L.A. The people don't like him. Yeah. Is it because know, is it because Marvel moved to L.A. Probably, probably. I, know, I was let down by this. Book. You can't uh, move. You can't move it, Spider-Man to L.A. That's that's the one thing you can't do. Just Rick Remender, uh, not really telling like a good story. Like there's really no good characterization in it. The artwork's not, not bad. Uh, was that Andy or Adam Kubert? Um, I think it's. You know what though? I did like the, uh, Alex and you know. The art, no, I, and Scott Summers it's, there. It's not bad, but there's it, nothing like. It's because it's him basically saying what everybody's been feeling. It's like, no, Scott, you've become worse than Magneto. Like you were supposed to be the one that stands up and takes over the, you know, Xavier's but he, role. Here's the thing, though. And you, I read all of that when it actually happened in AVX like two years ago. Yeah. Now. Yep. Did anybody yell at him? Like that? Yes, everyone yelled oh. at him. That's what it fractured the X Men apart. <laughs> And it's and it's Adam Kubert, and I don't okay. think the art's that great in this book. Like, it's I mean, good, he's got panels that are like, good, and then he's got panels that are just really bad. Like the one panel where Ahab's like throwing his like harpoon, it doesn't look like he's throwing it. Like with the foreshortening, it just looks like it's a tiny one. Yeah, and then uh, some of the shots of the Red Skull just look really bad. But I think it's just because it's the Red Skull done his onslaught. Like it just there's no way to make it look good because onslaught looked terrible to begin with. Yeah, I, I don't know, I'm sounding like a curmudgeon now. I didn't like this book. <laughs> I, I I wasn't I wasn't a big fan either. And it's I mean some it of it part- so, some of it has to do with the fact that I haven't been reading anything that leads up okay. to this, and I'm jumping in. But this book should grab me. This mm-hmm. is the book that should grab me and make me go. I should be reading these other books. Mm-hmm. I should pick these books up after this happens. Yeah, it's that, hey, I like the Avengers, I like the X-Men, let me get the, like, the chocolate and the peanut butter together. Yeah, and, just... and even this book was me going, I don't need to read uh, Falcon Captain America. Mm-hmm. I don't need to read it, because it's written by Rick Remender, too. Yeah. 
Well, and, he's been writing Captain America for the past I don't know how long. But it's just like, meh, nah. Pass. 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 Um, but a book I'm glad we didn't pass on, though, is another one that Paul picked up. Uh, it's Thor number one. Thor number one with the with the new Thor, though we don't get the new Thor at all. We get the continuing story of Thor versus Wrexham. Wrexham, yeah. Uh, the international corporate conglomerate that's using up the planet because they're like, why not? Because we can make money off of it. And then we can come up with a way to save the planet later and then, you know, sell it off. And also, uh, Thor being, which apparently happened in, uh, what, uh, Secrets Unveiled? What was the... The thing where the Watcher gets killed. Yeah. I forget what that was called. What was it? I don't know. Uh, it's that big, the big summer yeah. thing that they did. With, yeah, spilling out of the last event <laughs> that we forgot about already over at Marvel. Uh, apparently, Nick Fury, when he took all the Watcher secrets, he whispered something in Thor's ear that made Thor unworthy to wield the hammer. And uh, Thor is... It was he, probably just... People only like you because of the movies. <laughs> Chris, uh, Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth is, <laughs> is cooler than you. Uh, and this was written by Jason Aaron and art by Russell Dotterman. So, Jason Aaron, just continue on as his great Thor run. Uh, so, this is Thor just on the moon where he dropped his hammer. And everybody just... Is just watching him. Just, like, try, struggling for days, weeks... Just not resting, not eating, just struggling to pick up Mjolnir. That's the hammer. And uh, Odin comes back, who uh, was away from Asgard, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce Thor's mother's name. Freya? Freya. It has a J in it, so it always freaks me out. Uh, She was ruling Asgard and renamed it Asgardia. Uh as the All-Mother, and she, there's a little bit of a power struggle going on there as who's still ruling. Because Odin's like, no, I'm back. I'm the ruler of Asgard. And she's like, no, you stepped away. I'm still ruler of Asgard. And that's an interesting kind of dynamic going on there, as Thor just is just desperate to reclaim his hammer. But then when he hears that the Frost Giants are attacking Midgard, a.k.a. Earth... He's like, nope, this is, I got work to do. And he goes to the weapons room, reclaims his battle axe, which I forgot the name of, and gets on his battle goat. Yeah. Was like, and like starts the weird thumping on goat. some, uh, thumping on some ice giants. And Malachi yeah, shows up. Uh, for a book that really doesn't, you know, have too much Thor stuff in it, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, Thor's one of those books that, I'm glad Jason Aaron's on it, because whenever I've read it, I've actually dug it a lot. No, I agree. And this is... I was kind of teetering out of Thor, and this has kind of got me a little back into it. I am glad that this won't be... If it keeps on like this, and I get and they slowly introduce the new Thor character, and, you know, we kind of see almost a... Well, it's a 99 and 1% split between the two characters, and then maybe next issue we'll get a 95, 5% split between the two Thors, and then we slowly work, like, the first story arc is basically them switching that percentage, where, you know, Instead of our yeah. Thor, Odin's son versus Odin's daughter, 
you know, it comes across, you know, where that, you know, middle of the road, it's a 50-50 split between the two characters. I think I'll, I'll really enjoy it. I think so, and I think Jason Aaron does a good job of splitting up the story between those characters, uh, as he does, as he did with God of Thunder. Um, between we, old Thor, new Thor, Thor and young Thor. Thor yeah. um, do we know who Thor is now? Woman it, Thor. It, has, it hasn't been announced, but it's his mother. That's who I was thinking reading the yeah. book, that it was going to be her. Like I, I thought they were going to try to play it up a little bit more, like, who is it going to be? But she looks, like, the pictures of her look a little, so much younger. Yeah, because, well, maybe it's magic because she picks up the hammer. And the thing is, but that's see, I don't want to have her be Thor because I don't, I like her battling for power on Asgard with Odin. No. And if she's going to be on Midgar being Thor, then I'm going to lose that dynamics. But it has to be somebody that could be on the moon. Yeah. So what is knows? the, and you, you have the moment of her like right there when everyone's like walking away from the hammer. She's just like, Yep. Look at it. Yep. And then the next thing you see her, like, or the hammer is, like, someone's picking it up. Mm-hmm. There's always a Thor. There always has to be like, a Thor. It's another female with blonde hair. Yeah. What was, uh, what's the other, like... Sif? Not Sif. There's the other one. She's the, she was in, like, Secret Avengers. A Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Maybe. Like, that's the only other, like, blonde female that I could be like, oh, yeah, that... She mm-hmm. could she could probably pick up the hammer. You know what? I don't need to guess at it. I'll let the story tell me. And if there were clues behind, you know, in everything, it's always been in front of my nose. Good, good on it. Like I'm not going to struggle to figure it out because I'm enjoying the story without the mystery. So I don't really need the mystery to be there for me right now. Yeah, who I mean, is Thor? Oh, yeah, the same. I just was putting it out there if yeah. it if it had been said, and if we did know at this point who she was i'm not looking for spoilers on it so maybe it has been said online and okay. i just yeah i, I haven't I, really been kind of not looking so because yeah. i want to so read you'll book. be looking forward to when thor number two comes out yes i'll probably read it when you buy it okay yeah as will i um something that i thought was good but i will probably not be buying issue number two is uh bucky barnes the winter soldier uh, new ongoing by Els Knott and Marco Rudy. And this follows Bucky Barnes after he also has been told some secrets from Nick Fury. And is now... And he also it was the one that killed Nick Fury, I believe, in the secret crossover Origi- thing. Original Sins. Original, Original Sins. Sins. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. You're always coming through. Um, but uh, Bucky Barnes is now on a space station, and he's taking out threats before intergalactic threats before they are a threat. You mean sword? <laughs> yes. But it's not sword because it's a space station owned by Nick Fury secretly because he yeah. had that kind of money. Story McGuffins. <laughs> um, the I, one I like the story a lot, and it, it was fun. The one thing that kept me out of it is reading it in guided view on my phone with this style art. Uh, so that's what's great about having a nice big tablet is reading it in page form and going, wow, the one thing that is really keeping me into this is how amazing this art looks. See, I thought it was so disjointed. You know what? I went on my tablet and then looked at it, and I'm like, no, this is so disjointed and crazy. And the thing is, you know what I loved about... Um, Marco Rudy uh, on uh, what was it? 
he did some fill-ins for uh, Yannick Paquette on Swamp Thing, and also he did some Final Crisis work, and then he did uh, that's the two things I'm thinking of. But yeah, both Yannick Paquette and also J. H. Williams the third, right? Yeah, that did Batwoman. They made the uh, every kind of like the panel design was there to fit the story, and here it's like just kind of panel design just to do crazy panel design. Well, this is yeah. that, like, 60s Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. artwork that was super crazy. I can't think of um, the artist that, and the writer who... James Tarenko. I mean, this is what I, like, what I took away from it is this is kind of an homage to that. Yeah, but with Tarenko's work, it was like, oh, it's spiraling around the page because Nick Fury is lost in a maze, or he's you're going around the panels because he's going down a long staircase. This is just being in outer space where there's no reason to have all this. It's not like he's going around a black hole or anything. They're just, he's spiraling it and doing these weird panel layouts for no real reason other than to make the two talking heads seem more interesting. Because... Because the story needs it. Because I found the story boring. The story is too... One person trying to convince the other one to come along on his weird gallivanting universal And then just all of a sudden he's underwater at Earth with Namor. With Namor. I thought that was a flashback. And then I was like, oh no, this is is currently happening. And I think both the story and the art kind of led to this this jointed kind of narrative that was a little off-putting to me. Yeah, there was nothing really that dragged me into this. No. Because I needed to be dragged into this book, and it just it didn't happen. Um, and what kind of worries me is, like, when Bucky came back, he was, like, this character that didn't know his place. And, you know, it was just kind of like picking up the pieces and going where he needed to be. And years later, we're still getting a Bucky that's just picking up other people's mantles. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make for an interesting character for me. No, I agree. I actually wasn't going to even recommend this book um, for the look back. You did, Chris, and I was like, oh, Chris must well, have I, liked it. I figured it. that it was why we picked it up, because it's something we'd wind up doing. Uh, I bought it because I thought it looked, it sounded interesting. And we both enjoyed uh, the Winter Soldier kind of flashback book. Yeah, that's that we why I picked up. this up, because I enjoyed that winter. by Rick, R- Rick Remender. Yeah. Um, what was that called? The Long Winter? Winter's Bitter March. March. Winter's March. Yeah. Bitter March. Bitter March. Um, and that's why I picked this up, but I actually read, you know, like, three pages and was like, nope, not going to do it. And then when Chris was like, oh, we're going to review this, I was like, oh, Chris must have liked it, so I'll finish yeah, it. I I thought we were just, because we were just talking about what books we were doing, and I figured this was going to be one of them because it was um, number one for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you made me read this. I'm sorry I made you read the book that you bought because I thought we were reading it because you bought it. That's mm, okay. I forgive you. Thank you. Because uh, I would have preferred you didn't buy it, because I would have had to yeah. Me too. I was like, Chris must have liked it. What other book did no, you buy, John? I didn't. Let's uh, get out of this book. Let's get out of this book. Let's get to a fun book. How about Goners, number one, from Image Comics? <laughs> okay, so this is our third book. We had uh, Tales from the Strange, Tales of the Weird, right? Secrets of the Weird. Secrets of the Weird. We had Gotham Academy, and now we have Goners. Now we have Goners. All so similarly in the same vein. It's like they're all digging in the same place for the holy grail of this kind of book. 
Uh, and this is yeah. Goners, written by uh, Jacob uh, Shaman, Jorge Corona on art, co-creator. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Um, I may have liked it a little bit more if I hadn't read Secrets of the Weird last year. Um, it wasn't last there, year, was it? It was this year. It was this it summer. Earlier it this year. last year, I want to say. I think it came out in October of last year. Wow, because that was, lies. what, four or five issues? And we had five issues of... Figment. 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 And then we've had, like, two months off from that. I thought Figment just ended. I would say it was a little bit ago, because there hasn't been another Disney Kingdoms book since. And I keep checking. And the next Disney Kingdoms book is going to be Big Thunder Railroad, right? Yeah, Big so, Thunder Mountain. But doesn't this make you feel better because there isn't Secrets of the Weird? That this is filling that, that you niche. can you can enjoy this. It's I enjoyed it in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say like oh it's you know they're so um, they are very close. derivative of each other because they're different enough that I can get into it and enjoy it. Like this is like Secrets of the Weird. If you see more like the family aspect of it mm-hmm. instead of just the kids. So this is let's describe this book and yeah. how it's similar to Secrets of the Weird. It's two kids. A sister and brother. And you can already tell the uh, brother is a smarty. And uh, they have two parents that go on weird adventures. Explain. And they're basically like reality TV stars, too. Yes. Ex- uh, exploring the occult and battling the battling uh, evil cult things. Uh, they are protected by somebody that's hired. Kind of a staunch, grizzled kind of character. Much like the uncle in Seekers of the Weird. Uh, called Francis. Uh, their parents die. Wow. He's basically the race Bannon. Yes. <laughs> Very nicely done. Uh, That's what I got from it as I was reading it. Uh, the kids' parents die while out on a reality TV show fueled adventure battling and, the And the cult. kids watch it? Yep. See it on all live on TV. And, uh... And the last words said by their father, uh causes things to go haywire. It causes the one spell to break down and evil to be allowed to enter their house. Uh, is it the, his last word, or was it a na- I thought it was the name of the person that portrayed them. We, honestly, we, we don't know. That's, we don't know. And that's where the mystery is. Like, and what also, happened, the spell that, and- that's broken could just be because the two parents died. You know? Like, they're no longer around, so that spell's no longer intact. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris. You were saying... No, I was going to say, this is kind of the mystery. Like, what mm-hmm. what happened? Who betrayed the family? Who betrayed the family, exactly. And that's kind of the hook. Like, this is no longer, like, that action-adventure record book. It's more, like, mystery thrown in as well. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, what's cool is you also have the interesting dynamic of the cop who's very invested in this family. And is like, oh, the FBI is here. Good. You guys take over this. I got work to do at the house. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that tells the kids. That their parents didn't make it. Didn't make it and make sure they're okay. And also another protector for them. Mm-hmm. And he's he's very invested personally, it seems, in the protection of the fam- this family and what's going on. And I kind of like that. It's it's the thing that I kind of enjoy about some TV shows is that uh, – Sometimes you're born into a family, and sometimes, you know, a family grows around you. 
kind of dynamic. No. And this seems like one of those books where it's the family that kind of grows around you. you got this race banding character and this detective character and the instant, uh, the interesting relationship between the brother and sister. Yeah, I would agree. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to issue number two. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, this is one of those books that I'm, I'm glad it exists because it's different from everything else that we read like on that uh, kind of weekly, monthly schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. It, it definitely has a fun feeling. It breaks up kind of the monotony of some of the books that you buy. And it has a harder edge than uh, Secrets of the Weird Day because there's, yeah. it's bloody and it's sweary. There's some there's some potty language in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, difference energy. between Image and uh, Disney. Yep. Yeah. Definitely true. Um, I like I like I don't know what they actually call them, but like the zombie ghouls, like kind of with the the uh, bak ak. Yeah, like uh, the, the, I just kept on wanting to eat baklava every time I saw that word. I'm like, hmm, some honey drenched puff pastry. What was nice is at the end of the book they had a horror spotlight that described what those characters are. Oh, see, I didn't read that. I I finished the book and then went yeah, on to the you next one, scrolled. which I think was probably Bucky Barnes. So. <laughs> should have scrolled one more loss. page past. And, uh, the only uh, back matter I read was Witches. Ah. Yeah, because I thought that was interesting, that back matter. I um, I didn't read that. The one actually by uh, Scott Snyder where it's like going home again. Yeah, yeah. Like where him and his brother, like, or his neighbor. Uh, his neighbor friend from his summer home, yeah. Are, are we talking about witches now? This we would go. Well, you, you, you brought it up. Let's go right into it. Okay, uh, Chris, you brought this to the table. So if you could uh, set it as our listeners like to do, like us to do, and that table is going to be set by Scott Snyder and Jock over in Image Comics, which is number one. Um, this is Scott Snyder's new horror book, and man, is it creepy! I say he definitely amps it up from his stuff that he's done over in Batman and American Vampire a lot. Because um, this is all about witches in a small town, and they're not like the "I'll get you, my pretty witches." Um, these are like weird demonic creatures that live in trees, and then like eat your nose. People that have been like pledged to them. Like it's, it's a dark book, and it doesn't give you away too much. Like this first one is really about setting the table to uh, <laughs> to quote Paul, mm-hmm. because we're introduced to like the Rooks family who we're going to be following through the story um, in this small town. And uh, main character would be like the daughter sailor. Who's mm-hmm. kind of an outcast sail. school. Not sailor, just sail. No, her name's sailor, but her dad calls her sail. I thought, okay. I thought it was just sail, but okay. Um, and you know, she uh, has a little bit of a uh, disagreement with the girl at class. And then the girl uh, vanishes in the woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I think that's actually the creepiest part of the, of the story is... With the teeth? The bully? No, no. The bully itself. Uh, okay. Yeah, herself. With what kind of bullying is actually going on with the whole getting naked and having to basically do an exorcism-style kind of thing going on while the bully film. I'm like, this is really... Do kids do this to each other now? Is this happening in the world? That's, that's how John and I became friends. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't get I, I Is this the world I live in? Because if this is what bullies are like now, no, we got to stop this. This is horrible. This is bad. Someone should make a PSA about this. 
Because bullies before just would shove you and, like, punch you in the gut and then walk away and call you a nerd and knock the books out of your hand and, like, make you late for class. And maybe... Shove you in a locker? Yeah. Give you a wedgie? Yeah, do all Pants that. you? Maybe do Pants give up. a whirly, but still, like, nothing as bad as this bully. Holy shnikes. She really hates Sailor. Well, she she kind of gets hers, so... Yeah, she's taken away, maybe, by a demonic force into a tree. But by the uh, witches. Sail is hit by the blunt of a gun and is knocked out cold, so she is in the clear for the murder of this kid, this, uh, this bully, except for everybody she goes to school with. The rumors. And the rumors. And she... The family moves for a clean start, and guess what? The rumors just follow right around. Follow around. Because of the internet. Because of the internet. You can't outrun the internet. Um, one of the things I really do appreciate this is Jock's artwork, because it's not that super sketchy Jock kind of work. You it's do not get that in the woods, though. You do get that, but the rest, like the family stuff, yeah. is so, it's bright, and you, it's makes you feel more for these people and then when you get that jock sketchy with all the dark stuff it makes that horror pop even more yeah i was gonna say um those colors are actually done by matt hollingsworth who's working over on uh, hawkeye at marvel oh nice yeah, but I definitely get what you're saying, John. Is even with that last panel of, uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of this uh, cliffhanger because it's a non cliffhanger cliffhanger. You know, it seems like there should be one more panel to really lead you into the next issue, and it isn't there. It's it's the father saying what? Oh my God! Or well, it's it's sailor seeing something maybe a witch outside of its window who's saying her name and then the next panel it's her screaming her father running to it and some person who's taken teeth possibly their own teeth and laying them out it could be the person who's been following sailor around saying pledge Mm -hmm. um and then the father going oh my god so it is like i got to this page and i was like Oh man, I can't wait for Witches number two. See, I got and then, to that page. Then when and you I'm... turn the page, it's like Scott Snyder and like that block of text and like pictures of old cars in the woods, and it's like, oh, this is. I got to the next page of Oh my God, and I'm like, okay, is she gone? Is she there? <coughs> yeah, and you don't, you don't know. That's the like, cliffhanger. Is you don't know what happens. Right. That's the definition of a cliffhanger. Is you don't know. You need to come back. You need to get off that cliff with issue number two. I think it's the one panel before that classic cliffhanger, though, where it's showing you like no, it's the, the oh my god panel. Oh my god. You know, I'm I'm thinking well, of the what comic would you book. Want that next panel you know, to be. Paul? You know what I mean? Like with the to, com- give, to classic, give away what the classic comic book uh, cliffhanger is. You turn the page and there's there's like. Uh, the Punisher, or there's, there's you know, like the witch on her bed, or sailor missing, or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. See, that's that's giving too much away. Okay. This is this is it could be any of those things. It could be any yeah, of those things. It could or be it could the be, Punisher, or it could be nothing at all. <laughs> and, and that's and, the thing. If it's nothing at all, but do you expect do you expect that with Scott Snyder's writing? Nothing at all. No. Yeah, you know uh, that, that that to me. My God, that next panel could be batshit crazy. It could it be. It could be. Or it, it could be like, oh my God, why are you making such a noise? You're just laying in bed. Yeah. It could be. 
but it could go anywhere. But the the, the, the father daughter relationship. It the, could go nowhere. The father-daughter relationship that they have, it's not just him, oh my god, why are you making so much noise? Uh, he yeah, just like, did the, that to her. The first time you introduced to them, they're like talking a... about like, crazy random stuff, like hippogriffs exploding. You know, And he's trying to keep his daughter calm, who's been having anxiety attacks ever since that bully mm-hmm. was pulled into a tree. Well, ever since she's been hit over the head with the blunt side of a gun. Because she was awake. She did see what happened. And they're telling her, no, no. Guys, you were hit in the head. You were passed out. I have a crazy and then that deer theory. exploding in the dude's office. <laughs> he didn't explode. He just the deer just coughed up something. And now like I have tongue. Ready? Yes. I have a crazy Paul McGowan theory. <laughs> oh my gosh! I got to write it down. You ready? You ready? Wait, wait. You ready? Here it is. The family all has Lyme disease. Oh, oh. that's the deer in the room. Mm. That's that's the uh, the cliffhanger. I thought, I thought we were actually... There's going to be a tick on the back of her neck. Yep. And he's like, oh my god. And like, that's why matches. the cover of the next issue, as you see in the uh, in the previews of this, is just that weird uh, bite mark on the neck. It's that's, an eye coming out of or, her neck. Or is it a weird? It's the Lyme disease tick mark. It's an eyeball growing out of her neck. Lyme disease tick mark. <laughs> Paul's had one. I believe him. I've had a tick too. <laughs> Have you had Lyme disease? Nope. Then don't question me, Lyme sir. But I had a tick on my butt. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, I really enjoyed this book. Um, I'm looking forward to the next issue. It was definitely a good Halloween book because this is actually like the only like horror book that I picked up this year. I think. Yeah, uh, I picked up um, Colder from uh, Dark Horse. Nailbiter, you guys liked. Yeah, I stopped picking that good. up. But yeah, yeah I only that was a horror first book. issue. Yeah. It was so drawn out. Mm. But uh, that wraps us up. Let's do the wrap up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So thank you again to Orion is Bootalicious uh, for leaving us a rating and review. Uh, if you want to leave us a rating and review, please do that over at iTunes. It is the number one place where people actually download podcasts. Uh, if you download your podcast in any other way, uh, any like Stitcher or However you find the show, and if there is a way to leave a rating or review, please do it, because that's what spreads the word the best, other than your actual word of mouth. If you have yeah. a friend, just tell them to download the podcast. Just listen tell to us. Yeah. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell the people in the streets. Tell everybody. People in the and streets. Make sure you uh, let us know that you've told everybody at contactbangboardcast.com. Uh, you can keep on the conversation going by just, you know, hitting us up over at Facebook, just leaving a message there on our wall. Uh, we usually get back to you, if not on Facebook, then, you know, directly in the next episode. Uh, we like to give a shout out, just like we did to Will Mathis this episode. Remember, you can find me on, uh, the internet game Hearthstone. Uh, McGowan PW. (laughs) And make sure you check us out over at our brand new website, even though it's been up for a couple months now, uh, bangboard.com. Like, bangboard.com. Working on that, and it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And Scott uh, informed me that he's put together our bios pages, too. So, hey, I'm excited to see those up. Yeah, he also wants to get us all together to uh, talk about the site as well, so we'll have to plan that coming up. But, uh, as I'm always, sure. thank you for listening, oh, yeah. and if you have uh, any new story arcs or new number ones that come out in November, let us know and we will review them at the end of the month. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. And I don't have any moles on my penis!